Welcome to tonight's story. The title of today's story is The Demon Queen Lays on the Floor, Soaked in Sweat, Breath Ragged with Exhaustion and Defeat. Chapter 1. The sun was setting in the west, casting a warm orange glow over the rolling hills. In the distance, a lone figure could be seen making their way up the uneven terrain, their pace steady and determined. This was Marcus, a young man with dreams of adventure and heroism. Marcus had always felt like he was meant for something greater than the mundane routine of everyday life. He had read countless stories of brave knights and daring adventurers, and had always felt a stirring within him to follow in their footsteps. As he reached the top of the hill, he paused to catch his breath and take in the view. The landscape was vast and sprawling, with mountains in the distance and a thick forest stretching out to the east. Marcus felt a sense of excitement and anticipation welling up within him, as if he was on the cusp of something great. Suddenly, his thoughts were interrupted by a loud scream coming from the forest below. Without hesitation, Marcus sprinted down the hill, his heart pounding with adrenaline. As he reached the edge of the forest, he saw a sight that made his blood run cold. A group of demons had surrounded a young woman, their red eyes gleaming with hunger and malice. The woman was standing her ground, but Marcus could see that she was clearly outmatched by the demonic horde. Without thinking, Marcus drew his sword and charged into the fray. The demons turned their attention to him, snarling and snapping their jaws. Marcus fought with all his might, his blade flashing in the dim light of the forest. As the last demon fell, Marcus turned to the woman, who was staring at him with a mix of awe and gratitude. She introduced herself as Isabella, a fellow adventurer on a quest to defeat the demon queen who had been terrorizing the land. Marcus knew in that moment that he had found his true calling. He would join forces with Isabella and embark on a hero's journey, battling monsters and overcoming obstacles in their quest to save the realm from darkness. Chapter 2 Marcus and Isabella set off towards the east, their eyes fixed on the looming forest ahead. As they walked, Isabella shared her knowledge of the Demon Queen, explaining how she had taken over the kingdom and enslaved its people. Marcus listened intently, his determination to defeat the Demon Queen growing with each passing moment. He had always wanted to be a hero, but he had never imagined that he would have the chance to truly make a difference in the world. As the sun began to set, the two adventurers arrived at the edge of the forest. Isabella led the way, her bow at the ready in case of any danger. Suddenly, a rustling in the bushes caught their attention. Isabella signaled for Marcus to stay back as she crept forward, her arrow aimed at the source of the noise. After a few tense moments, a small fox emerged from the bushes, its eyes wide with fear. Isabella lowered her bow and smiled, amused by the false alarm. Marcus couldn't help but feel relieved, but he knew that their journey would not be without danger. He was determined to be ready for whatever lay ahead. As they made their way deeper into the forest, the trees grew thicker and the darkness enveloped them. The only sounds were their footsteps and the rustling of leaves in the wind. Just as they were starting to wonder if they were lost, they caught a glimpse of a flickering light in the distance. 
They quickened their pace, hoping to reach it before the night grew darker. As they drew closer, they saw that the light was coming from a small cabin. Isabella approached cautiously, her hand on her sword. Hello, she called out. Is anyone there? There was no response, but the light grew brighter. Marcus and Isabella exchanged a glance before entering the cabin, their weapons at the ready. Inside, the room was lit by dozens of candles, casting a warm glow over the wooden beams. In the center of the room sat an old crone, her eyes closed in meditation. Who are you? Isabella asked. The crone opened her eyes, revealing a deep blackness that seemed to swallow the light. I am the Oracle, she said. And I have been expecting you. Chapter 3 Isabella and Marcus were taken aback by the Oracle's words. They exchanged a look of confusion and apprehension, unsure of how to proceed. What do you mean, you've been expecting us? Isabella asked, her voice tinged with suspicion. I have foreseen your arrival, the Oracle replied. I know of your quest to defeat the Demon Queen and restore peace to the land. Isabella and Marcus glanced at each other again, their unease growing. The idea that this strange old woman knew about their mission was unsettling. How do you know about our quest? Marcus asked, his hand tightening around the hilt of his sword. There are many things that the Oracle knows, she replied cryptically. But what you seek is not an easy path. You will face many challenges and obstacles along the way. We are prepared for whatever comes our way, Isabella said defiantly, her arrow still at the ready. The oracle smiled knowingly. I sense that you both have great courage and determination. But it will take more than that to defeat the demon queen. You must be willing to sacrifice everything for the greater good. Isabella and Marcus exchanged a look of understanding. They knew that the journey ahead of them would not be easy, but they were willing to do whatever it took to save the kingdom from darkness. We will do whatever it takes, Marcus said firmly. The oracle nodded. Then I will offer what guidance I can. But be warned, the demon queen is powerful and cunning. She will not be easily defeated. As the oracle spoke, a vision began to form in Isabella's mind. She saw a great fortress, surrounded by a moat of fire. At the center of the fortress was the demon queen, a fearsome creature with horns and wings and eyes that glowed like embers. We must find a way into the fortress, Isabella said, her voice urgent. We must defeat the demon queen and free the kingdom from her tyranny. The oracle nodded solemnly. It will not be an easy task. But if anyone can do it, it is the two of you. Isabella and Marcus left the cabin, their minds racing with the knowledge they had gained. They knew that a great challenge lay ahead of them, but they were more determined than ever to see it through to the end. As they made their way through the forest, Marcus couldn't help but feel a sense of exhilaration. This was what he had always dreamed of a grand adventure, full of danger and excitement. Isabella, on the other hand, felt a sense of responsibility weighing heavily on her shoulders. 
She knew that the fate of the kingdom rested on their success or failure. Together, they walked towards the horizon, ready to face whatever lay ahead on their quest to defeat the Demon Queen and restore peace to the land. Chapter 4 As Marcus and Isabella continued their journey towards the Demon Queen's fortress, they encountered many obstacles and challenges. They fought off packs of demons, navigated treacherous terrain, and even braved a raging river. But the closer they got to the fortress, the more daunting their task became. The moat of fire that surrounded it was wider and hotter than they had expected, and the walls seemed to stretch up to the sky. We'll never be able to get past that moat, Marcus said, sounding defeated. Isabella refused to give up. There must be a way, she said, scanning the area for any signs of weakness in the fortress's defenses. As they searched, Isabella noticed a small group of figures moving quickly towards the fortress, dodging the flames of the moat with ease. She recognized them as a band of skilled thieves and smugglers, known for their daring heists and narrow escapes. Isabella approached them, explaining their mission to defeat the Demon Queen and asking for their help. The leader of the group, a man named Jack, was hesitant at first. That fortress is heavily guarded, he warned. We've never attempted a heist there before. But Isabella was persistent. We need your help, she said. And we're willing to pay whatever it takes. Jack seemed to consider this for a moment before nodding his agreement. All right, we'll help you. But you'll have to sneak past the guards and get inside without being seen. Isabella and Marcus agreed to the plan, and the thieves set to work. They brought in ropes and hooks, and showed the two adventurers how to scale the fortress walls without being detected. For hours, they climbed the walls, avoiding guards and dodging arrows. Finally, they reached the top and looked down into the fortress. The Demon Queen's throne room was just below them, and they could see her sitting on her throne, surrounded by her most fearsome minions. Isabella and Marcus drew their weapons and started to descend. They fought their way past the demon guards, using their wits and skills to stay one step ahead of their foes. Finally, they reached the demon queen herself. She was a fearsome sight, with horns and wings and eyes that glowed like embers. But Isabella and Marcus were undaunted. With a fierce determination, they fought the Demon Queen and her minions, until at last, the Demon Queen lay defeated at their feet. The kingdom rejoiced as news spread of the Demon Queen's defeat. Isabella and Marcus were hailed as heroes, and the people of the land thanked them for their bravery and sacrifice. As they stood in the heart of the kingdom, looking out over the land they had saved, Isabella and Marcus realized that they had found what they had been searching for all along a sense of purpose and a chance to make a real difference in the world. And they knew that, no matter what challenges lay ahead, they would always be ready to face them together. Chapter 5 As Isabella and Marcus basked in the adoration of the kingdom, they knew that their work was far from over. There were still many threats to the realm, and they were determined to be ready for whatever challenges lay ahead. One day, as they were resting in a quiet meadow, they were approached by a group of travelers. They looked weary and frightened, their eyes darting nervously as they approached. 
Please, you must help us, the leader of the group said. Our village is under attack by a horde of goblins. We're too few to fight them off, and we don't know what to do. Isabella and Marcus knew that they couldn't turn a blind eye to the villagers' plight. They set off towards the village, their swords at the ready. As they arrived, they saw that the village was indeed under attack by a fierce group of goblins. The creatures were tearing through the village, their sharp claws and teeth ripping apart anything in their path. Isabella and Marcus charged into battle, their swords flashing in the daylight. For hours, they fought off waves of goblins, their energy and determination never faltering. Finally, the last of the goblins lay defeated, and Isabella and Marcus surveyed the destruction the creatures had wrought. The village was in ruins, and many of the villagers lay injured or dead. But Isabella and Marcus knew that they had done what they could to protect the innocent. They tended to the wounded and helped the villagers rebuild their homes, refusing any payment or reward for their efforts. As they left the village, Isabella and Marcus knew that there would always be more battles to fight, more people to protect. But they were content in the knowledge that they could make a difference in the world, one village at a time. Chapter 6 Jonathan stood at the edge of the cliff, looking out over the crystal-clear waters of the ocean below. The sun had just risen, casting a warm glow over the landscape. He sighed feeling a sense of peace wash over him. He had come to this remote island to escape the stresses of his everyday life. He had been feeling overwhelmed by the pressures of his job and his family, and he needed a break from it all. As he looked out over the vast expanse of blue, he felt a sense of freedom he hadn't felt in years. For the first time in a long time, he felt truly alive. Suddenly, he heard a rustling in the bushes behind him. He turned around, on alert, but relaxed when he saw that it was just a small bird, hopping along the ground. He smiled, feeling a sense of connection with the natural world around him. He had always loved spending time in nature, but he had never been able to fully immerse himself in it before. As he walked along the edge of the cliff, he saw a path leading down to the beach below. He decided to explore, feeling a sense of adventure stirring within him. As he walked, he noticed a figure in the distance, sitting on a rock by the water's edge. As he got closer, he saw that it was a young woman with long, dark hair. Hello, he said, approaching her. Mind if I join you? The woman looked up, startled. Oh, no, please. Sit down. Jonathan sat next to her, feeling a sense of curiosity about the stranger. He introduced himself, and the woman said her name was Sarah. They struck up a conversation, talking about their lives and their experiences. Jonathan felt a sense of comfort around her, as if he had known her for years. As they talked, Sarah revealed that she was on a journey of her own. She had come to the island to find a sense of direction in her life, to figure out what she truly wanted. Jonathan could relate to her struggles, and he knew that they could help each other on their journeys. They decided to explore the island together, sharing their experiences and learning from each other. 
As they walked, they encountered many obstacles and challenges. They fought off packs of wild animals, navigated treacherous terrain, and even braved a raging river. But they faced these challenges together, growing closer with each passing day. They learned to trust each other, to rely on each other, and to push each other to be their best selves. Finally, after weeks of exploring the island and each other, they stood at the edge of the cliff once again, looking out over the vast expanse of blue. I feel like I've found what I was looking for, Sarah said, her eyes misty with emotion. Jonathan nodded, feeling the same sense of fulfillment deep within him. Me too, he said. As they stood there, watching the waves crash against the rocks below, they knew that their journeys were far from over. But they also knew that they had each other, and that together, they could face whatever challenges lay ahead. They turned to each other, their eyes meeting, and for the first time, they kissed. It was a gentle, sweet kiss, but it held a promise of something more. As they pulled away, they looked at each other, and Jonathan knew that he had found something special on this island. Something worth holding on to. Chapter 7 after their adventure on the island, Jonathan and Sarah returned to their respective lives. Jonathan went back to his job, but he found that he looked at the world with fresh eyes. The stresses of his work no longer seemed as overwhelming, and he found that he was more focused and productive. Sarah, on the other hand, decided to take a break from her usual routine. She had always wanted to travel, and so she decided to plan a trip around the world. As they parted ways, Jonathan and Sarah promised to stay in touch. They exchanged phone numbers and email addresses, and they made plans to meet up again in the future. Over the next few months, Jonathan and Sarah kept in touch, sharing stories and pictures from their respective adventures. Jonathan found that he looked forward to Sarah's messages, and he felt a sense of excitement whenever he saw that she had sent him a new email. Eventually, Sarah returned to the United States, and she and Jonathan made plans to meet up. They decided to go on a road trip together, traveling through the desert and visiting national parks along the way. As they drove through the barren landscape, they talked about their hopes and dreams. Sarah confided that she was still unsure about what she wanted to do with her life, and Jonathan confessed that he was considering a career change. Together, they brainstormed ideas and supported each other, offering advice and encouragement along the way. They spent nights camping under the stars, cooking meals over campfires, and exploring the vast wilderness around them. As the days passed, Jonathan and Sarah grew closer than ever before. They laughed and joked, shared secrets and fears, and formed a bond that felt unbreakable. Finally, they arrived at their destination a small town in Arizona that Sarah had heard about from a friend. They checked into a motel and spent the day exploring the town, taking in the sights and sounds of its colorful streets. That evening, as they sat on the balcony of their motel room, watching the sun set over the mountains, Jonathan turned to Sarah and took her hand. I know we've only known each other for a short time, he said, but I feel like we have something special. Something worth fighting for. Sarah looked at him, her heart racing. I feel the same way, she said softly. Jonathan took a deep breath. 
Sarah, I don't know what the future holds, but I do know that I want you to be a part of it. Will you be my girlfriend? Sarah's eyes filled with tears. Yes, she said, throwing her arms around him. Yes, I will. As they held each other, watching the stars appear in the sky above them, Jonathan and Sarah knew that their journey together was far from over. But they also knew that they were stronger together than they ever could be alone, and that they were ready for whatever challenges lay ahead. Chapter 8 Jonathan and Sarah's relationship blossomed as they continued on their road trip, exploring new landscapes and discovering new parts of themselves. They laughed, shared their deepest fears, and held each other close under the stars. But as they drove towards their next destination, Sarah received a phone call that changed everything. Her father had fallen ill, and she needed to return home immediately. Jonathan saw the worry etched on Sarah's face and knew that he had to do everything in his power to support her. He cancelled their plans for the day and drove Sarah to the airport, holding her hand tightly as they said goodbye. As the days passed, Jonathan and Sarah kept in touch through phone calls and text messages. Sarah's father was getting better, but her stay at home had been extended indefinitely. Jonathan missed Sarah terribly, but he knew that her family needed her more than he did. He used the time to reflect on his own life, considering his career goals and what he truly wanted out of life. One day, as he was driving through a small town, he saw a sign for a job fair. On a whim, he decided to stop and check it out. There, he met with recruiters from various companies, discussing his skills and experience. He had always been good at his job, but he had never felt truly fulfilled by it. That was until he met with a representative from a non-profit organization. They explained their mission of helping underserved communities and providing access to education, and Jonathan felt his heart stir with excitement. Chapter 9 As the interview began, Jonathan felt a sense of nervous excitement. He had always known that he wanted to make a difference in the world, but he had never been sure how to do it. But as he spoke with the representatives from the non-profit organization, he knew that he had found his calling. They were passionate about their work, and their commitment to making a positive impact on the world was contagious. Jonathan left the interview feeling hopeful and energized. He knew that this was the opportunity he had been waiting for, and he was determined to make the most of it. As he drove back to his home, he couldn't help but think about Sarah. He missed her more than ever, and he wished that she could share in his excitement. But he knew that she had more important things to deal with at the moment. He sent her a text, telling her about the interview, and promising to keep her updated on his progress. Over the next few weeks, Jonathan threw himself into his new job. He worked long hours, attending meetings and planning events to raise awareness for the nonprofit organization's cause. But even as he worked, his thoughts were never far from Sarah. He missed their conversations, their laughter, and the way she always seemed to understand him. One day, as he was walking out of a meeting, his phone rang. It was Sarah. Hi, he said, his heart racing at the sound of her voice. Hey, she said, sounding tired but happy. How are you? 
I'm good, he replied. Just busy with work. How about you? I'm okay, she said. Things are starting to settle down with my dad, so I wanted to check in with you. Jonathan felt a rush of relief. He had been worried about Sarah, but he didn't want to burden her with his own concerns. I'm glad to hear that things are getting better, he said. I've missed talking to you. Chapter 10 Jonathan and Sarah spoke for hours, catching up on everything they had missed. They shared stories of their respective struggles and triumphs, and their connection grew stronger with each passing minute. As the conversation began to wind down, Jonathan took a deep breath. He knew that he had to tell Sarah how he felt about her. Sarah, there's something I need to tell you, he said, his heart pounding in his chest. I know we've only known each other for a few months, but I feel like we have something special. Something worth fighting for. Sarah listened intently, her eyes wide with surprise. I know you're going through a lot right now, and I don't want to add to your stress, he continued. But I can't deny these feelings anymore. Sarah, I'm in love with you. Sarah's eyes filled with tears as she looked at Jonathan, her heart full of emotion. Jonathan, I'm in love with you too, she said, reaching for his hand. They leaned in for a kiss, their hearts racing with excitement. As they pulled away, they knew that this was just the beginning of their journey together. Over the following weeks and months, Jonathan and Sarah's love continued to grow. They supported each other through the trials and tribulations of life, celebrating each other's successes and comforting each other through their failures. Jonathan continued to work at the nonprofit organization, feeling fulfilled and purposeful in his new role. Sarah was by his side every step of the way, encouraging him and cheering him on. Together, they traveled the world, exploring new cultures and seeing new sights. They climbed mountains, swam in oceans, and witnessed the beauty of nature in all its forms. And through it all, they never forgot what brought them together in the first place a shared sense of adventure, a love for nature, and a deep connection that defied all explanation. As they stood on a mountaintop, overlooking a breathtaking vista, they knew that they had found what they had been searching for all along. Through the ups and downs of their journey, they had found each other, and they knew that their love would last a lifetime. The End We hope you enjoyed this episode of our podcast. Stay connected with us by subscribing so you won't miss the next one. Your host, Amalia Dupre, and the team at this podcast will make you sleep, wishing you a night of peaceful sleep. Sweet dreams.